Hey guys, this is the C3 Church Malmo podcast. I am believing God will speak to you today and that a greater level of faith will be unlocked in your life. For more information about C3 Church, go to c3malmo.se. God bless. Yes, let's just stay in this presence of God. And I think we all felt that when you, sweet, were singing. We, we, all, we felt a shift in the, in the atmosphere. And I just want to say to you, like, to say to you, sweet, that he says you could speak to the mountains and they will crumble. But, but there's certainly something over you to sing to the mountains and they will crumble. Because we all felt the shift in the atmosphere. And Justin and Lavina, just for you to be brave enough to stand up here and allow us to pray for you. That would mean we will pray so much more for you this week because we have taken part of it. So thank you. Today we are continuing on winning the war of, of your, in your mind. And today's focus is calm your anxious mind or calm my anxious mind. We can have the... Uh, Romans 12, that's kind of the backdrop a little bit from, from this series. Just to start upward, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that is what we are talking about. Renewal and transformation. We are not talking about taking some patterns and stitch them up or clothe the patterns in better looking clothes or language or uh, make them seem nice or anything. We are talking about old, away with the old and in with the new. That's how God is. And we have, there is a war, there is a battle going on and we all recognize that over our minds. We all acknowledge that. There's a battle over your thoughts and often battles or challenges for us are being won or lost already up here in the mind. And God knows that, God sees that and that is why he wants to speak to us also today. We have looked at it these three Sundays, and I just want to encourage you to go back and, and listen to the, to, the, to the podcasts. Because God is speaking to his local church, and you are part of that. So it's important that take part of what is God saying in this church right now to you as a part of it. All right, we're going to just jump into it. Calm my anxious mind. And I, don't want to, I do not want to complicate it today. I don't want to make it complicated. I just want to take one passage and just look at that passage and fill that passage up with whatever I can. So you can take that passage with your home and just whatever God's speaking to you, continue doing, seeking God. Philippians 4, 6 to 7, we can have that on the, on the screen as well. This is what we're going to dive into, and the point today is, God help me calm my anxious mind. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. God, I just thank you right now. You are here with your Holy Spirit, the helper that fills this room and that fills our hearts and minds right now. In Jesus' name, amen. I just want to sit with me in prayer 
if God is speaking something, just just be a be a be a part of this prayerfully as you listen. So I'm just gonna do a very simple thing. I'm just gonna take that scripture and just split it up in three uh, points or three sentences, and just gonna look at it one by one. And we're gonna just start. Do not be anxious about anything. Let's start there. Do not be anxious about anything. Anxiety and worry plays a huge part in my weeks from Monday to Friday. Uh, working as a therapist at a healthcare center here in Limham, that is a huge part of, of my days. And I want to say just something starting up like when I, whenever I start up with a client or a person who comes to seek help, when we start to kind of get to know each other and just kind of talking a little bit, one thing that I think 95% of everyone would say is, well, one thing is like, I feel alone with this. I feel isolated. It's, it makes me feel like I'm the only one in the world going through this. That's how often it works. It's, but the other thing people say is like, I get all these well-meaning advices from people. And, and they would say, I know that everyone means well, but it doesn't help me all the time. It would be like someone struggling with anxiety and, and they would say like, people would just tell me, hey, stop thinking about it. <laughs> uh, and they would just say like, ah, you're going through something that weighs you down and people, hey, but just, just snap out of it or ah, just think positive or don't be so worried. And, and sometimes that's, we laugh a lot when we talk about these things because I've probably said it as well, but and this, I would say 95% of everyone I speak to say this. Like, I know they mean well, but it doesn't help. They say, if it were that easy, I would just snap out of it. I would just stop thinking negative, and I wouldn't even be sitting here speaking to you. And I have an image there that I like, uh, a, a quote that I have. I have only one quote in my office, and this is that. I don't know if you have that, about calming down. I'm just going to read it to you. Never in the history of calming down has anyone ever calmed down by being told to calm down. I love it. And everyone loves it because everyone can relate. Like, I know they mean well, but they tell them. So in the best case scenario, people say, well, it just gives me a good laugh. You know, I'm going through something. And people say, well, at least you have your family or a house. And that doesn't help. At best, they, you can laugh about it. But in worst case scenario, saying something like that. Is it a music in my voice? Perfect. Ooh. Anyway, worst case scenario, saying that to someone who struggled, just stop thinking like that. Don't feel like that. It is, could be extremely hurtful. It could be very belittling. It, it almost implies that you are choosing to feel bad. Just snap out of it. Stop doing that. It could be hurtful. So that's why I wanted to, to... And then we have this passage. Let's go back to, the Philipp, uh, to the, those three. Philippians, do not be anxious about anything. Is that what Paul is saying? Is he just saying, like, stop, worry, stop doing that? Is that what he's saying? Thank God, literally, thank God, no. This is a statement in this word of God. And, of course, it's true. And it's spoken almost like a command so it has to be something that is actually a it's possible 
But it is followed, that's my, it is followed by a very concrete instruction, like how to actually do that. He's not just saying, get a grip, stop worrying, period. He says, do not worry, and then we will look at that in a little while. It will explain, it will actually come with the instruction of how to do that, how to get to that. So never say that to yourself, like, I'm a believer, I shouldn't worry. Stop worrying, I'm a Christian, I shouldn't worry. Just stop it, hit yourself, or, or say that to someone else. It is actually, it comes with a description of how to get there, and we're going to look at that. But first I want to even say, it's really encouraging that God, in this word here, he acknowledged anxiousness. He acknowledged that that is something we struggle with. Because it states that you should not be anxious, it actually shows me that God sees that this is something that could trigger me, this is something that could um, trouble me. It's the same thing when God says, do not fear. In other words, God is acknowledging that fear can grip me. He wouldn't say that if that wasn't an issue for God. So when he says, do not be anxious. He is actually giving that room and time because he knows this can grip every one of us. So he's actually acknowledging it. I take a lot of comfort in that. That anxiousness and how it could affect me is actually recognized and important. And it's spoken in the word of God like this. Anxious, it could be described in hundreds of ways. But I would say it, it could be like a feeling of worry, uh, a feeling of nervousness, unease about something when an uncertain outcome. Your mind starts racing, starting thinking like, ah. And sometimes the brain is like, all right, we're doing this. So the brain just adds to it with irrational thoughts. And sometimes it just goes. And it's, the center is always like, what if? What if, what if this happened? What if this? And then you're just trapped in this endless, like amygdala, the, the part of the brain that is the alarm system just goes off and it's like, wow, and everything happens. Can anyone relate to something like that? I'll give you an example that is based on true stories. Uh, you come home from work one evening, Friday evening. Everything is great, you're trying to sleep. You lie in bed, and then you just remember, ah, I forgot to do something at work. I forgot. There's a task that I forgot to forget to do. And then you start thinking about that. Ah, wait a minute. What if they find out that I actually did something wrong? Oh, no. And then and the brain is like, all right, let's do this. And then it's like, oh, on Monday morning, it's going to be a meeting. Oh, no, it's going to be a meeting on Monday morning, and I will be exposed. Ah, and then you lie there, try to sleep. Oh, they will laugh at me. They will definitely laugh at me. I will get fired. My partner, he will be fed up, and he will just leave me. And I can't afford the house being alone. Oh, no, I will end up in the streets. My kids, whoa, I need to buy them clothes. I, don't, I can't afford them clothes anymore. Oh, man, I'm going to lose the kids. The kids are going to just end up in the streets. Oh, my kids, they're going to be criminals. They're going to be criminals on the streets. Oh, no, they're going to end up in jail. And how, how, can I, how, how do you visit jail? Do you register for something? Or how, would I even be able to see them? And it's like, ah, oh, now my, my head hurts from all this. 
oh, my head hurts. That must be, do I have a tumor? Do I have a cancer? And the brain just goes on and on and on. It's a little bit exaggerating, but maybe not. Uh, but that's what happens, you know, worries, what if, and just like, boom. And no one, it's, yeah, it's, it just starts spiraling. Is there anyone who recognizes this? I will not ask you to turn to the one on the right and ask. So I will just tell you to look at me and think by yourself. I'm not, I'm, I don't struggle with this, but the person sitting to the right probably does. And this is a message for them. So just think about that. So now we are engaged in each other. An example for me that I'm going to use, I'm going to use a very specific example from my life, 10 minutes of my life, um, just, to, just to kind of help as an example. Uh, for me, it would be that I am, this has actually happened, this is probably four or five weeks ago, lying in bed, trying to sleep. And I start to think about, like, my son. And, I, and, and the one thing that I sometimes, it comes and goes, but sometimes it is about my son. Like, um, and uh, I'm thinking, will he get good friends at school? That's the thought that comes to my mind. Often, I can kind of just think it, and just like, okay, I can fall asleep. But this was very, this just... I don't know if you recognize this. I was lying in bed, trying to sleep, get that thought, thought about it a little bit, still tired, and then boom, I'm awake. <laughs> I feel it here, like boom, now I'm awake, I can't sleep. Now this has just taken over, this worry. Will he get any friends at school and a little bit more? That, I would say, is my kryptonite, definitely. That, when that kind of thought just takes place, that affects me a lot. That is my worry. And I have a picture of that as well. Just lying in bed, trying to sleep, and just feeling anxiety. Feeling, if, if you could, I don't know if you have that. Like, I like, it's a terror. I like, this is a picture of a man just trying. Just, his eyes are open, he can't sleep. Maybe you can relate to that as well. And for me, if that thoughts, if that worry is kind of, when I wake up, most of the times I would just laugh like, oh, wow, that was dramatic. But during the daytime, it's never that dramatic. But if I allow that to kind of be, it, it will even color me during the day sometimes. When I pick up him at school, I could see some kids playing there and he would play on the side or by himself or with something. And I would be like, normally I would just like, oh, cool. My, he, he goes his own way. I'm proud of that. He does his thing and that's because that's a little bit who I want to be. But if I'm colored by this, it's like, oh, why, why aren't you playing with those guys? Like, didn't they ask you to, to participate? Uh, did something happen? And I just, it's colored by my, by my worry. Uh, and he would just say, like, no, I just wanted to be here. And, but it colors you. It's draining. I want to have a picture we are still just looking at the first sentence, by the way. Do not be anxious. I just want to, God, give rooms to looking at that. I want a picture of, this is a, just very quickly about anxiety, typical anxiety. We're not going to dive into that. I just want to, this is one simple of the anxiety cycle. 
typical of all kinds of anxiety, whether it's whatever it's called or how dramatic or how small, is that it feels so so it feels so terrible. You don't want to feel it. So when you start feeling it, when you start recognizing it's in your body and the brain is starting to kind of alarm or or just connect the dots like, oh, this is dangerous or things we have been talking about in this series. We do whatever we want can to avoid it. That's the, of whatever kind of anxiety or anxiousness. We do something to avoid it. We use safety behaviors to avoid or to distract. You know, I don't take the bus if I don't, or, or I, I don't engage in that social thing because, uh, or I don't allow it to be quiet around me uh, because I don't want to think. Uh, or I don't want to think about that memory. Safety behavior, that's the only point I want to say. Something we do to quickly remove ourselves from that situation, and it feels good. It's a release, relief. But that in itself tells your brain that you are not able to handle this. You kind of become this cycle. And why I wanted to put that up is, you can go back to the do not be anxious. This research about worriness and ruminating or thinking and spiring suggests that the very act of worry, the very act of sitting and thinking is in itself a safety behavior. Something we do that we think helps, but it doesn't. Meaning, I cannot control this. I don't know what happened, but I have to do something at least. So. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to try and solve it. I'm going to th- just let it go and go and go. And you don't think like that, like I'm going to do that as a safety behavior. But we see that that is often what happens. The thinking in itself is a way of at least I'm trying to control something. Your kid is out and is supposed to be at home at 11. And it starts to get close to 11 and he is not coming home. And in this example, mobile phones just does not exist. So you have nothing you can do. And you start to worry, what happened? What if? And then you feel like it would be irresponsible just to go and sleep. So I'm, I'm, at least I'm going to do something. So I'm going to sit in this chair and I'm going to worry. I'm going to think about what might happen. What, and it's, it's, you have, we have seen that just the very act of doing that is something that we, we think helps. And then your partner comes and says, like, hey, shouldn't we just sleep? Because we can't do anything. And you will just say, like, hey, don't you care about our son? I'm actually worrying here. I'm thinking, I'm doing something. But it's the act of trying to control something that is out of our control. I can see why scripture would address it. I can recognize when I do that, I'm basically saying that I... I need to feel like I'm controlling this. I, need, I can't just give it to you, God. I just can't just give it. I need to do something. And then I'm stuck in this. Uh, I want to fix this myself. So this is just, we dwelled a little bit on the fact that God is actually acknowledging this anxiousness. And he speaks it to us. And God is not saying, just get over it. Don't do that. He is saying lovingly, Don't do that. You don't need to hold this. And then we're going to look at the next line here. He starts speaking. 
But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And I just want to take words from that, that and just f- let's look at it. It might jump, it might be not in order because this is not a do this and this and this. This is what God says. Approach me. You might be stuck in a well-worn path, a rut of anxiety or worry, and you've been thinking it so much, and it even becomes familiar, and it becomes secure. Thinking it so often that when you think about something like that, like it could be like, I'm not interesting, or I'm not worth anything. You think, think about it so often, the brain just gets used to that, and it becomes this roads or this path that you are you, you, it's easy to get there it's almost like an autopilot and that is a typical anxious thought like i cannot i can't change this that would even be like a stronghold like we've been talking about i can't change this this is who i am it becomes something that is so familiar and so it just yeah and here in this sentence but in every situation, God implies that you can take some action. This is action filled. <laughs> this is where God is actually asking you to do something. And the Holy Spirit, the helper, is here in this situation. You can never fix yourself. So let's take some words prayer and petition. These words right here are action words, these are doing words. This is in this scripture where God is kind of actually prompting you and me to actually do something. Not just sit and think about it or receive. This is actually action word. Prayer and petition. Do I just give in? Do I just think like this is who I am? I will always be like that. I will just keep this to myself. It's often the easiest because that is familiar. Or do I by grace with the Holy Spirit start taking a step out of this so I'm not going to pretend it's not here my worry I'm not going to ignore it I'm not going to give in to it I'm not going to act super spiritual about it and just be like God and I'm not going to try to solve it by overthinking God is presenting a different way right here with these very words, prayer and petition. When you choose to take whatever it is and actively approach God. Removing it from yourself by speaking or writing, silent prayer, taking it to Him. It could be extremely difficult in the moment because you're so used to it. But the Holy Spirit is your helper right there. If anywhere, He is there to help. So just these words, prayer and petition, are words that actually prompt us to do something okay so when am i supposed to do that next words i want to look at in every situation present your request in every situation not just on a sunday or in a connect but whatever things grips you whenever this happens whenever you feel like this is taking over that's the right place that's the right time. There's never, you don't never have to wait for the perfect moment. Whenever, in every situation. 
This signals to me, just these words in every situation, signals to me, this is important to God. This is like you saying, let's say you have a friend or a family member who's going through something really difficult. And you just, you tell this friend, you know, you can call me whenever you want. You know, my phone will be on 24-7. Whatever you need something, call me. If it's in the middle of the night, just call me. I will let go and I will come. If it's even at work, I will just call me. I will always be there for you. This is the same thing. God is saying in every situation. So this is how important God thinks that this is. Um, give this to me. Let me do my thing, God says. So just looking at this sentence in the middle here. We looked at being active. Doing something. Praying in every time. But how? And now I want to jump to the words... Present your request. And stay with me. This is, this is where I think God could actually change things in our life. And God is, the word is saying, present your request. In the Norwegian language that is probably the closest to a holy language you can get. He says, describe your worries. He says. Uh, but here he says, present your request. All right. This is identify your worry this is in a situation of anxiousness you feel it coming on and you decide not to just sit with it and God is actually pushing you a little bit here and saying like describe it identify what is actually going on do not be lofty or general no speak it describe it name it stop and pause for a little while that's what i do i stop for 10 seconds and like what is what is actually going on right now this is it and then i speak it it says be very specific here we often go wrong i think and and i actually think in church we, we even more sometimes we can't get this wrong in church because we don't feel like we can really speak it out to someone, the things that going on inside our, our minds, the battles, the things, the patterns, the, the strongholds. We don't feel like we can really speak that to people. And often we don't even feel like we could be that honest with God. Because we, we kind of feel like we need to hold up a certain, I don't know, image or something. So I definitely think this is a challenge for us in church as well, because we don't feel like can I really do that? And so often we just kind of generalize and we sweep it under the rug and we might say things like, yeah, I have a hard week, but God is good. Just pray for me. And we kind of just do that kind of, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm going through something, but God is in control. So it's true, but we kind of just, we never describe it. We never open up. This is Paul writing. We, we could look at David. We can look at the Psalms where they illustrate this. David is very specific with his anxieties. He's like, God, I'm dying. Uh, destructions overtakes me. I'm drowning. Where are you? Like, if you want to learn how to pray through anxiety, spend some time with the Psalms. And you will see that this, God says, actually, describe it. Describe it. Be specific. 
Uh, I will, if you want Psalm 18 or 69, go for it. Be real. This is what this word says. Be real and painfully honest. He can handle it. I promise you, he can handle whatever goes on with you. Jeremiah 32, 27. God says, I feel he says in this kind of voice, like, behold, he says, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. That's the start of a sentence there. And then he says, is there anything too hard for me? Like the rhetorical question of the year, is anything too hard for me? No, of course not. Try him. Try him with whatever goes on in your anxiety. I have good news. You will probably not be the one who breaks God. <laughs> that is like, you will not be the one like, whoa, that was too much. I, I just imagine like God sitting in a meeting with angels. I don't know if that's what he does. but And then he tells the angels, you know, uh, Stina Holstead, she just prayed. She just unloaded her anxieties. And God is saying like, I am shocked. <laughs> like, whoa, I have never heard about anything like that. I'm out. This is too much. <laughs> Could you see that happen? No, nothing is. He can handle it. Nothing is too hard. And if you are not willing to identify and admit the thing you actually struggle with, you have nothing to bring to God and nothing will change. You are just stuck in the same pathway, stuck in the same rut because you, you better keep it, you, it's better to keep it yourself. The very thing that troubles you could become extremely powerful prayers. I love the translation of message, uh, the message version of Philippians 4, 6. He said, don't worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Yeah. And then he says, how? Listen to this. Let petition and praises shape your worries into prayers. That is actually beautiful. Let the very thing that scares you, the very things that freaks you out, that condemns you, that troubles you, that very thing, if you are able to describe it to God, that in itself will turn out to become a prayer. The very thing that worries you becomes the door opener to God's answer. The very thing that worries you becomes the key. For my, my example, when I was trying to get some sleep and I just felt like worry just kept kidnapped me for a while and I, I was sitting with it and then I knew, okay, it's this. God, it is, what if he doesn't get good friends at school? And I was very clear with God, this is what's going on. I need to kind of get to that and give it some space. And uh, if there is anywhere the Holy Spirit is with you, it is in this situation. He who prays for you when you don't even know what to pray. You are not fixing yourself here. This is where the Holy Spirit is active in these moments. So we looked a little bit at anxiousness. We looked about in every moment and present requests with prayer and petition. Now we're going to actually turn the focus a little bit on God. And we are in the same sentence. We're going to look at the word thanksgiving. With thanksgiving, it says, this, and we are still, bear with me. 
this is clearly the moment in your when you are in this struggle. It could be a very specific struggle, or it could be like a general. This is clearly the moment when you deliberately give focus on God. You've been looking a little bit inward, like what's going on? This is what I feel. And God tells you to describe that. But now you decide to turn the focus on God in the same situation. And this is definitely moving into Pastor Christelle's territory from last Sunday. Like, who is God in this situation? What does God actually have to say about this? Because now we have been describing. And this, would, when it, because it says with thanksgiving, this is where we actually act, actively turn our focus to the one we are praying to. In this mess, in this situation, we are actively now choosing to turn our focus to God, to the one. God our Father, God our Creator, our Comforter, our Healer. Who is God? That's what I often ask. Who is God in this situation? What I'm going through right now. Who is God here? Is there any truth that I could remind myself? Is there anything I could thank Him for in this situation? That's the kind of thankfulness this talks about. It talks about inviting in God into this situation. And I'm going to show you also how the Holy Spirit sometimes comes and just helps that situation. And we are back at my example. I'm trying to sleep. I, start in, I wake up. Uh, and I just sit up in bed and I feel like I'm full of, of anxiousness for this very specific. I speak to God. What if he doesn't get any friends? And then I do what I usually do. I actually just sit quiet a little bit and just sit with that. And then I ask God, Holy Spirit, who are you in this situation, in this very situation? I think, the, I think it was three at night. Who are you? And I just was quiet for a little while. Then God starts speaking to me two very specific words. The Holy Spirit was there in that moment. And he spoke Psalm 139. Just before you were born, I knew you. I formed you. I know every step. And I felt like he was speaking that over my son. And also John 20, 27, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they will follow me. And for me, that became, I was sitting in my worriedness and I started to think about this. And I started to pray that over him. God, he, his room is there. So I looked at his room and God knows you. He has formed you. And he's even saying that you will learn to know his voice. And as I was doing that, something shifted in me. Something changed there and then, suddenly found myself that my worries, my anxiousness was actually being turned into thankfulness and prayers uh, in a beautiful way, not in a stressful way. And new parts, you might say, start to form there. So in your struggle, who is God? Is there anything about God in this? I could just Google it. So this, that's the difference. This is the difference. Those moments with the Holy Spirit. This is the difference of, this is not self-help. This is not our, a new method that we use. This is God, a relationship. I could have gone to the, my computer. I could Google, worry, Bible. And I would get 20 Bible verses of, if you're worried, read this. 
And for me, the Bible is not a lexica. It's not a vending machine. It's a personal relationship. So I might even get the same words there. But for me, I, that's not how I, it, it works for me. Instead, I got a moment of vulnerability, anxiousness, that became intimate with God. And it became something beautiful. And whenever now I worry about the same time, my mind starts going the other way. Like, oh, what he spoke over my son. When you're doing this, when you are feeling like, I, let's say I'm, I am un unlovable. And there is clearly a verse in the Bible that says, I have loved you with love eternal. Don't just try and just fix yourself. Like, I need to believe this. Do this. God, I feel unlovable. And you say that you love me with an eternal love. This is difficult for me to understand. Holy Spirit, help me. Thank you for saying this, but help me. That's the Holy Spirit's work. And don't be too hard on yourself, because this is, it's easy to fall back in this road. It's easy to fall back in this path that you have walked for years. Um, don't be too hard on yourself if you fall back. Just remind yourself, God has spoken. I will worry again, but I, I now have something that I could actually speak over myself and over God. And things will change. So when anxiety comes, I don't want to run. I don't want to pretend. It really sucks. And it sometimes paralyzes me. But it also drives me to him. By petitions and prayers, reminding myself who God is in this challenge, my worries are being shaped into prayers. And uh, we can actually have the entire band come up on stage. <laughs> the Bobbies. Uh, we are looking at this last sentence here in this, this verse that I'm speaking to you. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. The middle sentence we looked at was God asking you to do something. He put something on you. Come with it. Don't sit with it. Actively pray. So that was on you. <laughs> With the help of the Holy Spirit, I have to say. This is where God is doing his work in this sentence. Now it's up to God. This is where God takes over. He's saying like, you have presented it to me. You have described it painfully, honestly to me. You have chosen not to just sit with it, but you have spoken it to me. And you have searched for me in this. Let me take it from here, God will say. So what happens, these last sentences, that is the outcome. And this is why this is not self-help. This is why this is the living God transforming us in a way that beyond our, is beyond our understanding. This is God's part now. Does it say, your theology will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus? No. Does it say, your new insights will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. No. It doesn't even say, your prayers will guard your heart and mind in Christ. It doesn't even say that. It says, God, my peace now will guard your mind and heart in Christ Jesus. New, new 
new pathways are being formed. New uh, roads are being, uh, something new is happening. And the root of the word peace here and the peace of God is, means peace, quietness, and rest. In the middle of the chaos that every one of us go through, he speaks of quietness and rest in the middle of it. There's a difference between the peace of the world, there's a lot of things beautiful with that, and the peace of God. Peace for a lot of people is just like uh, when there's no conflict, then it's peace. The absence of conflict. But there is peace in the world and there's peace in God. It speaks about a rest and a quiet in the middle of everything. And that is possible. I'm just going to end with a, a very simple example uh, to actually make it very simple. And I am a work of, pro in, of, I'm a work in progress, definitely. But God has been speaking to me for, I think probably this last couple of two and three years, He's just been speaking like, come, be still, sit with me, be with me, just be, just breathe in my presence. He's been very deliberately speaking that over me. And I have, by grace and by this Holy Spirit, the helpers help approached it and, tr and deliberately tried to kind of, okay, I'm going to be used to sitting in the presence of God. Just be there. Just ignore, just, just ignore the other things and just be with God. And it, had become, and it has become something that just happens now. I feel when I'm now in a situation where stress and things come up, often it's in, in work situations, I find myself on autopilot now, just take a step back, sometimes close the door, just one minute, two minutes, 30 seconds, five minutes, just sitting and just not being anxious or not praying, but just being in the presence of God, breathing. And it's amazing. And I find that happening even without knowing that it's supposed to happen. I just, it has become a habit. So the brain is like, Stress, and it's almost like it goes quiet, be still with God. Last week, or two weeks ago, I was with Samuel at Leo's Lekland. That is a crazy place to be. That's just a lot of crazy kids running around. It's a lot of things going on. I have never been, I'm a pacifist. I've never been in war, so this would be the closest to a war zone that I would relate to. Uh, and me and him, we are running around. I'm not sitting there with my phone. I'm part of it. I'm, we are running, we are playing, we are taking over, and we are just like all over the place. And this was just a regular Tuesday afternoon, I think. And I'm, I'm getting old. I'm, it's, it's hurtful. But anyway, I'm trying to be part of it, and we run. And then we had this game that he is a villain, of course, because that's the only thing he is. And then I'm a superhero, and I'm going to look for him. So he gives me one minute, and he just run away in Leo's Lakeland and I'm standing like in the corner of Leo's Lakeland I'm just kind of waiting and what happened there is like this was crazy this was like a lot of things going on and I just found myself closing my eyes for a minute in the middle of Leo's Lakeland and just close my eyes and just like breathe and it was like this this exaggerated movie scene it's like 
it actually felt like suddenly it became quiet. Actually, it's just like I wasn't praying. I wasn't like shouting or anything. It was just like being still. And I just felt a complete rest and a complete peace. It was the quiet moment with God, just breathing in God's presence. And then I opened my eyes and boom, I was back in the war zone trying to find him. And the fun part was, as I was running around looking for him, I just said, wow, did I just do that? Just, I didn't plan to do it. It just happened. It's something that just came. And yeah, so I just, this is a very simple example of that things can change, you know. Things can change. God can change. So I'm just ending with that. And I'm just saying to you that you cannot fix yourself. You are his property. You belong to him. He knows you. He is lovingly telling you, do not be anxious, but come to me with this. Choose to be concrete with this. The Holy Spirit will help you. You don't have to confirm Conform to the patterns of this world. Be transformed by renewing of your mind. Some of you are just feeling right now like there are things that troubles me. But I don't really, I don't even know where to begin. I don't even know what, what promise can I take. What, what, who is God? What am I supposed to thank God for in this? On my way to work on Thursday morning, I was thinking about this. Sunday. And I just got the sense like someone today is feeling lost. Like I don't even know where to start. And I was starting, I was, it was crying. So I actually came to job with red eyes crying. <laughs> Not like dramatically crying, but like just I had been crying on the way to job because I just felt the feeling that someone in this room sits with. Um, that you know this is overwhelming. This is taking a toll. And you, 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 don't, you, know, you don't know where to start. So that's where we are. I just want to tell you that the Holy Spirit is your helper. You can pray and ask God, what, who are you in this situation? Where can I begin? And we can pray for you as well. Calm my anxious mind. That's it. Amen. We're going gonna to pray. Everyone can stand up. I'm just going to pray and we're going to go into worship. Are we? Yes. So God, right now I'm just thanking you that you are here. I'm thanking you that you are, you know us, you know our minds, you know our struggles. You know what we go through right now. So in Jesus' name, I actually want to speak over this church, over my friends here, my family here, if Holy Spirit, if there's anything specific, bring that to the surface now, God. And next step, God, I ask you to come with comfort. I want to come with a word of promise. Who are you in this situation? And Holy Spirit, help us here. Help us here right now because we choose to take a step out of this. We choose to approach you. In Jesus' name. So just the peace of God will be in this room right now and over your hearts right now as we worship. Amen.